Welcome to episode three of the Firestorm Show with Scott Gilbert. We are excited to bring to you more dramatic testimonies of God partnering with his sons and daughters to touch the world. In today's show, my guest Armando Perez shares about seeing blind eyes open. Yes, it still happens. It's the same God. He didn't change. He just uses his sons and daughters to touch his other sons and daughters now. So listen for an actual, contemporary, real-life example of blind eyes opening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Firestorm Live. We're thankful for you tuning in. So I'm excited tonight that we've got a dear friend of mine that I've actually spent some time all over the world doing equipping conferences with, um, coaching and training. And uh, he's going to share in a, in a few minutes about uh, what's it like to... Um, to see the Lord touch people. Does does the Lord still give sight to the blind? Does he still open deaf ears? Is that still real? Well, uh, my buddy Armando, who'll be coming on shortly, is going to talk to you about what that looks like. But I just want to encourage you that this show is all about setting an expectation in you that there is more to the Christian life than just sitting in church, reading the Bible and praying. There's an action involved in the Christian life. And that action is, I don't believe that just Jesus's words are what we follow, but also Jesus's works. So the works of the Lord are crucial. And I don't believe that he came to show us just what he could do, but like a good teacher, he came to show us what we would do. So we're going to have people on this show, normal, regular people just like you, that are moving in a level of anointing, a level of giftedness, and uh, they are not the elite few. (laughs) They're the regular folks, the realtors and the soccer moms and the transportation managers. And um, so I want to introduce you to my friend Armando. We're going to get him on the line here. Hey, Armando, are you on? Can you hear me, buddy? Hey, Scott. How's it going, man? Oh, I'm so thankful for you. So, Armando, you're in Texas. We're here in Virginia, and we're thankful for the modern technology that we can do this. So I'm going to just set you up real quick, man, and then I just want you to to roll with whatever the Lord gives you. But, um, you know, you and I, we've known each other for a couple of years now. We've had the pleasure, I've had the pleasure of spending a lot of time with you and equipping people in power evangelism. I love your heart. I love the way that you just move in love. Um, I've never seen you make anything about you, but I'm thrilled because I've seen the Lord use you in some of the most powerful ways uh, that I've seen with my own eyes. Um, So I was going to ask you. Do you believe that, you know, I think a lot of our listeners that that listen to this show and the testimonies that we share on here, uh, I think probably they listen to that with a raised eyebrow, <laughs> like, uh, I'm not quite sure, because it's not their normal experience. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, people have different uh, experiences lately, especially, Scott, yeah. right? So Yeah. And Armando, you're just moving in a level uh, that I think is thrilling, and it's it's such an adventure. So I want you to talk about the adventure, the adventurous Christian life of what does it look like a day in the life with Armando Perez. Um, how does the Lord use you on a normal daily basis? What kind of stuff have you seen? I mean, you've seen. I know we've talked. You've seen deaf ears opened. You've seen blind eyes open. Uh, lots of pain go away. What else? Um, yeah, man, we've seen um, uh, people get out of wheelchairs, um, backs and necks pop into place as we're praying. 
Um, I've seen, you know, restaurants just, just filled with the Spirit of God, people falling out and rolling on the floor and just and, and, and begin speaking in tongues and, and just the, the baptism of the Spirit in, in the middle of a restaurant where, where you're not even expecting the glory of God to show up. He just he just shows up, and, and, and I've seen um, just amazing things. And I, for me, oftentimes when people do ask me, um, what's the greatest miracle you've ever seen? I, I always go back to this. I always say the greatest miracle I've ever seen is that God would take someone like me yeah. and not just prove himself to be the God of a second chance or a third chance, but God of a thousandth chance and, yeah. and still love yeah. me in the middle of the darkness that I was living in and change my heart. That's the biggest miracle I've ever seen. Amen. So what I hear you saying is that does does well it's a question does god want to use everybody does he want to use every little christian does he want to use the new believer the old believer the one who's been feeling stagnant for 20 years or is this is this somehow reserved for like some elite few that are uniquely holy how do and how do i get to that point what do you think is this for everybody or can i can i level up oh yeah so the word says you know that that god gave his son um and, and, and the word says that whosoever believeth, whosoever, now keep in mind, whoever, um, it's for everyone. It's not for the elite. It's not for, for the guy that goes to Bible college for four to six years. It's not for the people that have a doctorate or um, Jesus died for everyone. And the reality is that, that Christ, the hope of glory is what the word calls him. He lives in you. He's in you. Now this was... This was the mystery of the ages, Scott. This was the mystery of the ages. As Paul speaks to, um, in one of the epistles, he says that this is the mystery of the ages, that Christ is in, in you. Yeah. You know, people back when, if you look way back, they didn't have the opportunity to live with the Holy Spirit in them. Yes, he would come upon them. Uh, we read that in Scripture, that God God would, would come upon them. Um, but but one day, I truly believe, when we stand in heaven, we're going to see all these incredible characters and, and, and heroes of the Bible. And, 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 you know, King David, Solomon, Abraham, all these incredible uh, heroes and generals of, of, of the Bible. And they're going to come up to, to us and they're going to say, what was it like? Mm. You know, our mindset sometimes goes back, I want to be like Abraham. I want to be like Moses. But I think the reality is one day when we stand before the Lord and we, when we get there, they're going to come up to us and be like, what was it like to have the living Spirit of God in you every single day, every single moment, from the moment that you wake up to the moment that you go to sleep? We are walking in something that, that was the mystery uh, for them that God has revealed through His Son, Jesus. Amen. So is that the maybe missing link for people is just the reality of knowing that Christ in me is the hope of glory. The Holy Spirit in me is going to use me. I think a lot of people, because of whatever minimal expectation, shame, guilt, condemnation, they think, oh, well, God would never use me. Yeah, I'm a Christian, but ah, oh, he, he would never choose to use me. Speak to those folks that may have um, that kind of mindset. Absolutely. So 
I grew up in religion. I'm a, I'm a third generation uh, PK, if you will, preacher's kid. Um, my, my grandparents were Pentecostal preachers, and my mom was a traveling evangelist. She still is. Um, but I went the other way. Like I, I found, I found it to be so difficult because there were there were legalistic uh, perceptions of religion that began to take root as a child. And when I got into my teenage years, I didn't want anything to do with it. And I think that's that's all too common in the reality of Christianity, especially Americanized Christianity, is the fact that we we tend to to stray away from the word. Um, and what Jesus says about us, and we begin to almost look at it as like a legal textbook, uh, the do's and don'ts of Christianity. And for me, that, that birthed religion, this perspective of religion that, that it was too hard, or maybe I wasn't good enough, or, or if I think a certain way, or if I do something a certain way, or, or say something, that God's going to be really angry with me. And, and, you know, the Word says to, uh, to allow ourselves to be renewed by the mind. Mm. Uh, and I think that that's key in the walk of, of a Christian. There's, there's a time where we give ourselves to the Lord. He gives him his life to us, but it's the renewing of the mind and almost unraveling of the way that we think things should be and allowing uh, God's Holy Spirit to guide us. Um, and definitely shame, condemnation, and guilt will keep people from the realization of who they are in Christ. The identity of the Christian is way, way more um, unimaginable, mm. if you might say, because we are sons and daughters. You know, I, I've heard it said this way. We aren't employers of Christ, and, and we can easily get into the works mentality. We can easily get into the, the do's and don'ts and, and, and not realize that he, um, that we are his sons and daughters, and he is our father. He's a loving father that, that has imparted himself in us. And what that tells me, Scott, is that every natural limitation is in the way of what God has created you for. And I think that if we begin to look at who we aren't more than who we are, we can easily miss it. Mm. And I lived in that for so long. I, I lived 17 years of my life in sin. And, and when I finally surrendered to the Lord, I found freedom. And, and it was freedom not just from the sins of the world, but from the way of thinking, the, the way of the way of, of shaming myself and living in regret and condemnation, you know, and, and, and you're right, man, we've been all over um, the country together. And, and I think that one of the biggest things that I see and the reason as to why people aren't comfortable with sharing the gospel or even just telling someone, hey, Jesus loves you, is the fact that they, they think lowly of themselves in a place of I don't know how to... Um, take on a defense or an offense if an argument pursues or or what if they say i don't know enough scripture or what if they say you know what do you think about this theological you know idea and 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 to be honest that that thing right there will will, will that will crush any area of your life that you want to share the gospel you you, you can't worry about what people are going to think you can't you can't you can't worry about what if, and, and a lot of times we make up these what ifs in our mind, and they don't even happen, and, and they're not even going to happen. And so that alone could take away from the uh, manifestation or the movement of God that wants, he wants to take place and use you to be a part of in that moment. It's just finding that place of peace with him that allows you to be a son and represent him well. That's what we're called to do. 
Well, I definitely want to set up uh, what God did, the way the Lord used you. Um, we have a clip we're going to show after you set it all up. We have a clip. It'll be on our website, and it'll be on our Firestorm United Facebook page. So if you'd like to connect with us more, Firestorm United is our Facebook page, and FirestormUnited.org is our website. On there, you can follow the show notes, you can follow the different testimonies, the video evidence, the photo evidence, whatever we have for all the testimonies that we're sharing with you. You can also find how to get a hold of us, how to connect with us. You know, we just took a team out just this last Saturday for what we call Love in Action. We just went out. We had a team of about 10 people. We went a bunch of different directions. We prayed for people in the mall and in the, you know, wherever, the grocery store. We just kind of all split up, came back, gave testimonies. Um, we're able to bring life to some people. We're able to speak healing into people. We're able to see people renewed in their faith because they were thrilled that somebody would pray for him and standing in front of the mall. Um, so if you'd like to get a hold of us, if you'd like to make this part of your normal life, just connect with us. Firestorm United on Facebook and firestormunited.org. But Armando, so blind eyes open. I read about that. Jesus did it a lot. It's amazing. It's one of the most amazing miracles. Um, I personally have not seen blind eyes open yet. I've prayed for a few blind people. I think the answer is I need to pray for more. And uh, But you have. So could you set up uh, how did the Lord, what did the Lord do? And then uh, whenever you cue us, whenever you're ready, we're going to hit the, uh, you'll be able to, so if you're on the radio, obviously you'll be able to hear the testimony. And then if you're on uh, the website, you'll be able to see it. We have video also. So what happened? Yeah, so Scott, it was at a time in my life where I memorized the entire book of Leviticus and I went on a 40-day fast <laughs> and uh, stayed away from all sorts of alcohol for, for, for those 40 days. Uh-huh. No, that's not true at no. all. <laughs> <laughs> um, really, man, to be honest with you, um, we had, my family and I had been on the road for quite some time doing ministry and we just needed a break. We needed a break from, from the go. Um, and, and we took time for ourselves. We took time to just really get away. And I went to visit some family in East Texas. And um, a friend of mine had a church there that she had planted uh, a few years back before that. And um, I went to go visit, and it was on a Sunday. <clears throat> and during this, during this service, like, my heart was just totally reconnected with the Lord in that moment. I, I wasn't there to speak. I wasn't there to... To, to, for any other motive, I was there for Jesus, and I was there because I wanted him. I was hungry, and, and and I was on that front row, and I remember just falling to my knees over and over during the service, during worship, and just having an encounter moment again and again. And God was really just working in me. And so at the end of the service, I remember um, my friend, the pastor, she, she brought Ashley up to the front, and she said, hey, this is Ashley. Will you pray for her? And she walks off, and I'm sitting there, like, like with tears in my eyes. Like, I have nothing to offer. Are you kidding me right now? You, you really? <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking at, at Ashley, and and I, I began to ask her, you know, um, what was, what was going on, and what she needed prayer for. So, so I often tell people as I share this testimony that you know, um, I was blind myself. I was, I was dealing with things. I was, there was things that I was um, going. Um, I was wrestling with it internally, and, and there was just some areas of my own life that I was really seeking the Lord for. And, and
so uh, she, she commenced to tell me, Ashley, she commenced to tell me that she had um, been blind in her right eye for months, that she had gone to doctors multiple times, specialists, that they told her, we can't figure out what's wrong with your eye. We don't understand why it's going blind. As far as we know, you're probably going to go le- uh, blind in your left eye. And so, I mean, I'm thinking like, wow, like, God, you got to do something here. So I, I, I put my hand on her shoulder, and immediately as I did, I got a word from the Holy Spirit. That word was that there was some some unforgiveness and some resentment that were still rooted mm-hmm. deep down, and and when when something like that occurs, you don't off, obviously you don't just do it in an unloving way, um, but I, but I lovingly just just shared with her like what I felt the Holy Spirit say that, and, and my first words were this: You know that we serve a God of miracles, right? You know that. But Amen. more importantly, other than Him healing you physically, He wants to heal something on the inside and I lovingly shared with her the word and and as I began to share that she began to cry and then she started um freaking out and I'm thinking oh my gosh can you see and she said no but but the tear duct of that right eye began to leak and that tear duct has not been open for months okay so just to set this up for for everybody that's listening so the lady you're praying for, she has vision in one eye. She can see. Yeah. She has no vision in the other eye, the right eye, I think you said. And additionally, she hasn't been able to tear in that eye, which maybe is part of the vision. I don't know, a problem. But she has had no tearing ability in that eye also. You share with her this word that the Lord wants to completely heal her, not just her eye, but from the inside out. She starts to cry, and she says, oh, my gosh, I haven't been able to cry. That was like – that was the beginning of it? That was the beginning of it. Okay. And I'm thinking she can see, but, but she couldn't see just yet, but she began to cry. And, and so when, she, when I saw that, um, there was a couple of other people that were standing around me, and we kind of looked at each other like this thing's happening. Like like you could just feel the shift in the atmosphere almost, and, and, and I don't want to make it like a holy – glory cloud moment to be like oh like there was you know angels that came in the room and these things but but you could tell that there was something that was going to take place like you could okay. you could really feel that and sense yeah. that the lord was there that he was really moving so then did you and pray so again pray and, yeah. and you know I, I put my thumb over her eye and i just began to just just call it out and i remember and, and this is key when you pray and, and i want to share this with some of the lish, listeners it's it, it's it's often too good to know what you're praying for um, sometimes we just say, you know, hey, your back's hurting, hey, back be healed. But the, but the pain could actually be in the hip or, or somewhere along the leg or something. So so I just began to call out as much as I knew. I'm not an optometrist, but I said, you know, retina be healed, like, you know, cornea or whatever. You know, I just began to just call these things out, and I just began to believe. And that, that was it, just the belief that God was going to do something. And, and when we finished praying the first time, she looked up, and she started waving her hands, and she's like, oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, can you see? And she's like, it's opening up. Everything's blurry. So she began to get like a touch of the reality that it was, it was being healed. So, so we prayed a second time. After the second time, she said she could see, but her color wasn't there. Like it was all black and white or gray. Like it, it was like the most amazing thing. And, and I want to encourage you that if you pray for healing on someone, those who are listening, and you don't see it, pray again. Pray again. Pray again. Amen. It's okay. Because your belief in, 
in the one who gave his life, your belief in the one who paid for our sins, the one who, who, who poured his blood out so that we could be restored and that we, we, we could be uh, redeemed back to righteousness, he's alive and active. In the Spirit of God, there's no wrong way of doing it. There's no right way that we have to specifically follow a guideline, but it's just the belief that allows these things to just manifest. Amen. And, and, and the, 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 we prayed a fourth time. And after the fourth time, she was her vision was completely back. Uh, um, so it took four prayers, and this is and this is not over a period of like hours. This is a period of how many minutes from like initial contact to prayer one, two, three, four, and she can see. Mm-hmm. How long was that? Yeah, from the moment that we started to about maybe ten to fifteen minutes later, like everything was completely restored back to her vision. Okay, and I was jumping around <laughs> the sanctuary like. A kid that just got off for summer break Amen. from school. Well, we're and gonna. I was. I was so ecstatic. We're gonna play in, that in, right in now. That moment, we just go ahead. Yeah, we're gonna play that just so people can hear. So, yeah, Colleen, if we can get that queued up. What? I can see. You can't. I can. I can see. Tell her. Tell her what happened. <laughs> I'm at church. <laughs> they, Mom, they prayed for me. And the first time they prayed, I was able to cry. And you know, my tear duct's been like clogged and I couldn't cry. So we prayed again. And then I can see with no color. And so we did it again. Mom, I can see. Yeah, it's a short little fun tearing up listening to it. I love it. So well, we cut it. We cut it out. This is funny, Scott. This is funny because we 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 the video actually cuts off because that was her mom on the other end of the phone. I, I had told the, my friend to get a testimony video, and so she run. The, you know, Ashley had run outside, and so she followed her with the camera, and she was calling her mom to let her know that she could see. Well, on the other end, right before it cuts off, her mom just lets out the biggest. You can see out of both eyes, and she says, "Yes, I can see out of both eyes." And her mom lets out, "What the boop!" Like <laughs> that was a moment of reality that hit. That we oftentimes think, you know, well, that's not. But but that's how you know. That's, okay. that's how you know that something happened. Like when yeah. when yeah. her very own mother was shot. And, yeah. And it was really great, man. I, I, I again, I wasn't I wasn't in a place where like, hey, when I woke up that morning. I'm, I'm, I wasn't like, hey, I'm going to see some blind eyes open today. But I was in a place where I was totally confident in being a son and, and, and walking with the Lord. Amen. Well, we've got about five more minutes to wrap up, uh, which we don't have to wrap up because what I'd like to do is I'd like to actually get this young woman on the broadcast. So if you could just help us make that connection, I'd, I'd love to have her side. Oh, that'd be amazing. Wouldn't that be great? Yes. So we'll try to get that one of these shows. But um, so, Armando, you, I mean, what I love about you, my man, is, uh, you know, you're not full-time clergy. You're a transportation maintenance guy. Um, You got a family. You got kids. You got a wife. You're, you know, you're living the life, hitting your numbers, trying to, you know, but you're not like, buy my book. You're just a regular person. So how can we develop these gifts so that we can walk in the same sort of thing. What's, how could you coach us, everybody that's listening right now? 
Yeah, so, Scott, I would just completely say it's all about your intimacy with the Lord. Um, obviously, God's not going to tell you to do anything um, without, you know, him fulfilling his word in your life. You know, he said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. His living spirit is in you. He wouldn't say, tell us to do something that we couldn't achieve or never do. And, 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 and we don't do these things in our own strength. And you're right, man. I, I spent, you know, the past 10 to 12 years in warehouse and, and uh, in transportation work. And, and, and you know, our key uh, factor as Christians is that we are in full-time ministry the moment that mm. we give our life to the Lord and he gives his life to us. We have been chosen. We have been called, anointed, and appointed to just represent him well. And to be sons and daughters here that 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 convey the message that he is king, and and we've been given the authority to bring heaven down to earth. Um, you don't have to have a degree, you don't have to have a title or a position. Um, you know, I, I would just simply say, evangelism is simply looking into the face of Jesus and telling people what you see. Awesome. It's, it's an intimacy with the Lord. You know, I I I want to share this. This is one of my key scriptures that I, that I pray over my life, and it's in Galatians 2.20. I pray it over my life every morning. Mm. It says that my new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me, and then get this, and dispenses his life into mine. Mm. That's Galatians 2.20 in the, the Passion Translation. Um our, our, our intimacy with the Lord, spending time with Jesus, getting to know Him, um, spending time with the Word, allowing that Word to just feed us and just and just fill us with who we are in Him and who He is in us. There's there's nothing on this earth that you can do to to, to manifest works. Uh, it's all Him, and it's our time with Him that brings us into this revelation of seeing these things on earth. And that's that's all I can really say. There's no there's no you know rhyme reason or method to it it's simply jesus he's everything well i love that because what we don't want is a formula what we don't want is uh just pray this way and it'll work no it's not that what i love about you armando is that you are a lover of jesus to your core and spending time with him and developing that relationship from what i know of you that is your superpower that's where we get it all from it's the indwelling power of the holy spirit that's developed just through time and relationship so i am thankful for you i uh, got about one minute i'm hoping can you pray for us pray for our audience um whatever the lord puts on you for maybe impartation or whatever you whatever he lays on you absolutely so father we just thank you right now first and foremost that you love us that you never leave us and forsake us jesus i thank you mm. that you gave your life for us so that we could be in right standing with you that we could be free here on earth as it is in heaven and that we could have an eternal relationship with you yes god i thank you for the listeners right now for an impartation of boldness thank you of courage to step out in their everyday lives even if it's their very first time that they would take the chance that they would take the risk and that you would back them up your word says that your living being hmm. that you are in us you are the hope of our glory and that we would see the manifestation of your glory Father, I thank you right now for touching backs that are in pain right now, yes. for complete healing. I thank you right now for, for necks, for vertebrae that's being reconstructed right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for shoulders that have been in pain for years being 
rejointed and reconnected right now in Jesus' name. I thank you for complete healing over bodies. I thank, thank you for you. complete healing over hearts. Father, I thank you right now that, that this be a year that we see more shame, condemnation, and guilt broken off of the body of Christ than ever before, and that we see sons and daughters step up and begin to walk this thing out, no matter what they do for a living, no matter what the uh, age they are, no matter what race or ethnicity. Father, I thank you right now for mm. co-union, communion, co-union with you, God, thank that you. we are... We come to the understanding that we are not employers, but we are sons and daughters, and we begin to walk this thing out in righteousness. We believe in you, Father, and I thank you right now for this radio show. I thank you for Scott and Colleen, that you would bless them, that you would fill them with joy, and that these airways would be filled with your glory and manifestations through this network, through this program. We believe in you. We thank you right now. And, Father, I thank you for touching Virginia and for touching Virginia Beach right now. In peace. Thank you. Restoration. Thank you, my Amen. friend. I love you. I'm thankful for you. Thank you for listening to the Firestorm Podcast with your host, Scott Gilbert. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're looking for more about the Firestorm Equipping Ministry, you can find us on the web at firestormunited.org. We're also on Facebook at Firestorm United. If you'd like to partner with us, equipping the body of Christ for revival, you can give on our website, firestormunited.org. All donations are tax deductible. Be sure to tune in to our next episode where we'll meet Haley Williams. Haley went in the hospital for a standard operation that should have taken 24 hours for her to be out. Instead, things went terribly wrong and she ended up at death's door ready to die. It was a horrible experience, but then the Lord stepped in. Someone prayed for her and she got immediately healed. The Lord took her from death's door and gave her a testimony of his goodness. Now in that process, there was a lot of ups and downs, and it's very encouraging to hear how the Lord carried Haley through that. Tune in to the Firestorm broadcast with Scott Gilbert. Episode four with Haley Williams will be next.